Get ready for a week-long celebration of music, community and fabulous fun with Joy Radiothon 2024. Joy has the largest collection of rainbow podcast content in the world and you can help keep us out loud and proud by donating during Joy Radiothon 2024. Just go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. Mark it in your calendars because Joy Radiothon returns June 1st to 7th and remember, we all flourish with joy. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. I'd now like to invite Chad Hughes, the President of the Victorian AIDS Council, who's also the Head of Infectious Diseases at the Burnett Institute Centre for International Health, and John Manwaring, who migrated from the United States five years ago and has become a leader in the LGBTI HIV positive community. John spoke very passionately on Monday at the first vigil that, vigil that popped up, and so I asked him to come back and speak tonight. Thank you both. As a community, our collective heart is breaking. We are mindful of the expectation to respond with love, because love will overcome, and love defeats all. I know that there are people who, in the face of adversity, can immediately respond with love, and our world is better for having them in it. But just for today, I want to acknowledge that in our community, some will feel anger, some will feel anguish, and some will feel hurt. What unites our community is that we won't allow these feelings to fester into hate. We will fight hate with love, but we will acknowledge we still have some way to go. We are angry because these LGBTI people are gone. We hurt for the mothers, fathers, sisters, brothers, husbands, wives, partners and friends who were waiting for a text or a call and who never received one. We hurt for those who did not feel that they could tell their parents they were gay or lesbian and who that night were taking their first tentative steps into our community and suffered a terrible fate. We are anguished because the next closeted gay, lesbian, trans or queer kid that wants to find safety or to meet peers or to understand their own feelings may think twice about going to a club to see the joy and love that exists in our community. That was me 20 years ago. These spaces are important for all of us and they should be safe. Every single day we navigate subtle and obvious homophobia, overt and covert. Our default as we walk through life is, am I safe here? Many of us suffer from acts of homophobic attack at some point in our life, and most carry the scars of insults, derogatory comments, jokes, innuendo, lack of civil rights and equality, lack of recognition that our relationships and love deserve the same recognition as everyone else's. To stand up tall, in the face of all of this psychological erosion comes at great and subtle costs. We shouldn't need to make this vile attack about sexual orientation, but today we must. Today we must remain vigilant. LGBTI brothers and sisters, do not imagine that it was just some killer on a rampage or that it happened to another group on the other side of the world. This could have been me. This could have been you. This could have been your son or daughter your sister or your brother, your partner. 
As a community here in Victoria, we offer condolences to all the victims and their families and loved ones. We are a strong community and we stand on the shoulders of strong forebears who have paved the way for our liberation. These forebears overcame adversity and so shall we. They showed us a path and a way to be gracious but tenacious. At times like these, we turn to our loved ones for support, to our community for solace. The potential of us facing a plebiscite on the legitimacy of our relationships, the hateful conservative rhetoric towards our community that might follow, will no doubt feed prejudice and hostility. It will harm the health and well-being of those among us who are still finding themselves and figuring out who they are. The attack on anti-bullying programs in schools that support safe spaces for our young people adds to the pain the community faces today. We have a long way to go, but our community is united. We are strong. And we stand tonight in solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Orlando and around the world. Love is inherent. Hate and prejudice are learned. Love to you all. I've been struggling all week to understand this, to understand what happened and what it means, why it happened. And I think all of us have gone through this mix of emotions, whether it's sadness or grief or anger or rage, and we haven't known what's right. We haven't known what's reasonable. We, we want to react in a way that's sane, but there's no sanity to this situation. It's, it's, it's incomprehensible. And so as I process this and I ponder it, everything that I feel gives way to rage and anger. I'm angry as I watch my country tear itself apart from the inside. I'm angry as that, that violence that is being committed against our people in the United States is legitimized when people say it's not okay to use a bathroom if you're trans. It's not okay to get married if you're gay or lesbian. We don't care what the Supreme Court says. To say that we, because of our existence, are somehow fundamentally flawed and that through subtle conversations and subtle remarks that have been said and spoken over the past 30 years and longer have given rise to a culture in which a person can walk in with a semi-automatic assault rifle and slaughter 49 people. And I don't know what to do with that rage. I don't know what to say I don't know where to direct it and how to make it something that's good, something that is productive, something, something that can change the world into what I've always hoped and wanted to be, what I was always told it would be. So I was told there was this American dream where there was possibility, where there was equality, where everything could happen for you. And as I got older, I realized, well, it might be true for me a little bit because I'm a white man, but if you're Hispanic or black, less so. If you're a woman, less so. If you're queer, less so. And I learned that in my life that when I came out as gay, I wasn't quite as acceptable anymore. When I came out as HIV positive, I was even less so. And so this rage and this anger that we all have, that we are all feeling in this moment, it's sitting there and it's simmering. And it's being mingled with grief and it's leading to exhaustion to this point that we can't act. We don't know what to do. We might have a rally tonight. We might go across the street and pray and remember. But what happens tomorrow? And I, I, I struggled. I struggled all week until this morning when I, I checked my email 
And there was a, a message from my father sitting there. And this is a man who was raised in the Mormon church, and that's all he's ever known. All he's ever known is a very conservative faith that told him that gay was wrong, that gay was disgusting. A man who worked for the government, was in the military, and who struggled with my sexuality, who struggled to comprehend it, and my brother's sexuality, and didn't know what to do with it. And so when I saw his name there, and I saw the subject said, Pulse, I didn't know what to expect. He, he'd grown, he'd progressed, he'd changed in many ways, but I didn't know what to expect. Um, and if you'll allow me, I just want to read his brief message, because as I read it, I realized even though it's addressed to me and my brother, it really should be spoken to all of us, because it's truth. He said, when I turned on the news yesterday morning, I was horrified at what I saw on the screen. The initial story told of 20 dead from the mass shooting at the Pulse Club in Orlando. A toll well beyond those of Columbine and Aurora, respectively. Then somebody stepped to the microphone and said the count had been raised to 50 lives lost, with more deaths possible. My heart, which was already heavy, fell even more. It soon became apparent that the murderer had intentionally targeted the LGBTI community. Although I know you were not in Orlando, I felt unsafe for both of you. Whatever comfort any of us may have felt from the growing respect and appreciation society at large has developed for the LGBTI community, this attack shifted the ground under our feet. It is a stark reminder of the unreasoning hate that still exists in too many hearts and in too many places. Please know that I love both of you, and I pray for your protection wherever you may be. I believe that many, like your mother and me, who have LGBTI family and friends, are deeply concerned that there are people who do not know you as we do, and who wish you harm. This fills us with profound sadness. Wherever you are, you can know with certainty that we love you, and want you to be safe, and that we would be willing to stand between you and danger, if it ever came to that. Hopefully, the present grief we feel for those who have been killed or wounded, and whatever anger we may feel towards those who hate will, in time, be supplanted by a greater measure of love, respect, and appreciation for all people. Thank you for being who you are and for what you add to our lives. For this man to progress from a religion supposedly of love, but really of hate. To take that and to challenge it. To put himself through the ringer. To really work through what these things mean. And to come out on the other side and not just be, you know, apologetic. But to be supportive, to be a full-throated ally. We need to remember that sort of example. We need to remember that it's up to all of us to encounter the world and treat it with love and respect, to treat each other with love and respect, because in many ways, we do the same thing to each other. We tear each, we tear each other apart, we eat at each other. We sometimes lack kindness. And so when I try to think about this man who killed so many people and direct hate at him, I can't, because I understand that he has been subject to this hate, that he has been subject to the stigma that all of us face. And so I want all of us to just say once and for all, enough is enough. Stop allowing it. Stop accepting it. Don't just post on Facebook and Twitter and be done with it. Do something. 
harness it, utilize it, take it into the world and make sure the change happens. Make sure that you're greeting the world not only with love and respect, but with gentleness, with kindness, with patience. Because not everybody has all the answers, and we need to teach them the answers, but they're not going to learn if we shout them down and insult them. Treat them with love, because we need that. Everybody needs that. And so please make that commitment tonight. Please go out into the world tonight and tomorrow and every day thereafter and make this world a better place, because it's what we need and it is what we deserve. Thank you, John. Thank you, Chad. They are certainly rallying words. And in this time, it's really important that we do take care of ourselves and we're really aware of that and we look after each other. Joy 94.9 is a GLBTIQ community radio station in Melbourne, Australia. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. This podcast was produced by Joy Media. You can support Joy's diverse sound and diverse community this June by donating to Joy Radiothon 2024. Go to joy.org.au slash radiothon. And remember, we all flourish with joy. Joy.